not sure whether you should do something new, you should definitely do it. Because, like you've said before, like you don't know what you're good at without trying those different things. Hello everyone! Today I'll be talking to a girl who I know from school called Georgia. I reached out to Georgia after looking into people to interview and trying to branch out from just my friendship group and my family. I was really interested in um, what Georgia's been doing since graduating and while at university. She has a few projects of her own, all of which she talks about in the podcast, including a new creative poem that was broadcasted on the BBC and a radio show that she does monthly. It was really interesting talking to Georgia about her experience at school and what has influenced her to indulge her interest in media and uh, society and culture today. I found it really interesting to hear her experience and um, also see the similarities and differences between everyone else I've spoken to that I went to school with, especially as uh, we weren't the closest of friends. It's interesting and nice to hear a a fresh experience from someone who I didn't grow up so closely with. I hope you guys enjoy it! Thanks for agreeing to being a part of it, it means a lot. And I've kind of really wanted to interview for ages but I didn't have the courage to ask you. I, like, I asked around, I was like, do you think they would do, she would do it? And they're like, Hannah, just ask, it'll be fine. I was like, okay. Yeah, that is some, that's the same as me, though. Like, you don't, you don't know unless you ask. But yeah, is- so thank you a lot. Um, so my first question for you, Georgia, is did you like school? I like school. Um, yes. I, yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, I thought about this question. And I did like school, but I know that I was really ready to leave. Like that's that's my like distinct memory if I think back of I enjoyed school. Um, but I think um, obviously a lot of young people when they're ready, like when they are about to leave school, like they do feel like ready to like leave school because it's leaving home and stuff. But I just remember thinking like I I liked my school, but I didn't think it was giving me like the widest picture of the world. <laughs> if that makes sense. But I did like it. I didn't experience like a really bad environment. I remember it was quite high pressure in terms of like, it was very academic focused school. I would describe it as that. So you just kind of talked about being a high high pressured environment. Is there, do you think that played a role in you wanting to leave school and change the environment you're in to a less high pressured or was it just a case of... Um. It wasn't the pressure, think, it was more just the maybe the diversity in the environment. You were ready to just open your eyes to yeah. a wider world and see what was yeah, out there. I think, I think yeah, because I, like, I know that I'm very creative and like maybe my interests from a young age, I was always like thinking, like I've always been interested in like different cultures because I come from different culture. And I think I, as I got older, I, would click, I kind of clicked at school that like I didn't have that around me. Um, or like, people talking about it so I think that was kind of like an excitement about going to uni because I was going to move to a city and I never lived in a city and I only moved to Bucks towards the end of year six so I only went to Buckinghamshire primary school um in year six for like six weeks 
And then I actually went to Great Marlow because I hadn't done the 12 plus. So I've actually came to Ballows in year eight. I don't know if you know that. Oh, no, I didn't <laughs> know that, actually. Yeah. So I spent a year at Great Marlow and then came to Ballows and I didn't want to leave schools. But my parents were like, they we'd moved to Bucks to, to go to grammar school. Yeah. So I was like, this is when I was what, like, how old were you in year, in year seven, 13? Yeah, like 13, 14, yeah. Like this, this young kid who was like, oh, I don't really care about going to a grammar school. Yeah. But my, my parents, they obviously thought, like, we were clever. I'm talking, when I say we, I've got a twin brother, so. Yeah. <laughs> so then I moved to Ball Aid and I, and I do remember thinking, like, oh, like, what's it going to be like compared to um, Great Marlow? Because, like, there was this whole, like, oh, that's a state school, that's a grammar school thing in the area. Yeah. And I hadn't met many, I hadn't met any Borlays people, I don't think. And, yeah, and Great Marlow was a bit more diverse. So when I did join Borlays, I think, I think I was aware of the, like, lack of diversity, but I I don't think I, I was still, like, my primary school in Hertfordshire, that's not massively diverse either. So I was kind of used to it anyway. Yeah. But I always knew, like, as soon as I joined, I was aware and yeah, that's why I'm saying like what I said before about how like I never, <laughs> I never asked to be put in like a high pressure, and you don't like know you're no. And I and I definitely didn't ask to be put in like somewhere not diverse. And but that's not me saying like the school was bad or I had a bad time because I didn't. I just know that I was aware of these things. Yeah. That makes sense. As as you and then I guess from year seven to to sixth form. I guess that's why I'm saying like when I got to the age of 18 and I thought about things more that's when I was like oh I just want to go and experience but that's just normal like everyone wants to go and experience new things at that age I think. Yeah and I think especially with the nature of like Borlays I've definitely had these conversations with um, a few of my friends that stayed from Borlays from like year seven to end of sixth form I think everyone who had been there since the earlier years of secondary school were like ready to leave by the time we're 18 whereas like I was only there for two years so I was kind of like I could do with a few more if I really needed to (laughs) like I wasn't desperate to leave I think as much as everyone else and I think that just comes with the case of just being at school for a long period of time and you probably outgrow any school you go to yeah regardless the kind of environment that's there yeah and when you moved to Borlase at first did you was it a shock to the system like how more academically driven it was or how different it was yeah. to Great Marlow or did you find that it wasn't actually despite having the stereotype and the label it wasn't yeah. actually that different well at Great Marlow they had I remember they had like sets if you were in the top set you were in the top set for all the subjects okay so like I was me and my brother were in this top set it was called Ruby and everyone in that kind of set like I remember them all being like keen to work hard and stuff so when I came to Borlase, I remember people asked me, <laughs> I think people would say to me, oh, what was it like? Do you think here's like nicer and like people are smarter and stuff like that? And I remember being like, no, they're not. Like uh, my friends there worked really hard, like stuff like that. So I, d- I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say my experience going mild was that different from Borlase, but it's hard to say because I, I was only there for one year. Yeah. So I don't know whether, if I'd stayed there year seven, six form, like, it would have been a more relaxed, chilled overall time than at Borlase. Maybe, because, I, I think maybe only because I know that, like, everyone says, like, Borlase is quite extreme. 
It's <laughs> um, a good way I, to describe I, it. I, I forgot to already answers the question. But. <laughs> no, it definitely doesn't. I think it's just interesting, especially it's like almost a direct comparison because they are literally what like a mile down the road from each other. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. And it's quite interesting. Yeah. Not many people have experienced both. But yeah, there was a weird thing at that age of people kind of. I think I remember at Great Marley, I remember at Borley's everyone said that Great Marley people thought they were snobby. <laughs> yeah, I remember people saying that. And I just remember thinking like, oh, I just felt felt like Marley is snobby, like as a place. Yeah, I think you can't distinguish between the two schools which are a mile it's from each like, other. Like you've not got like the two extremes yeah. there. Like it's it's still a case of the environment and the place it is in the country. It's just, yeah. you know, but, it, but I do think it's hard because I do think I don't know what you think about it, but I think when you go to a grammar school, maybe you do feel a bit like, oh, I've done any time to be here. I think I don't know, like it's a conscious thing. I don't really, I don't really, I don't think I personally went around thinking like, oh, I'm so clever. I think yeah, it's, it depends on what type of person you are. Like how, yeah. like for me to move, move to grammar school, it was like a personal development thing. It wasn't a case of like oh, I've achieved this thing and this makes me higher in the social demographic yeah, yeah. of like people and I'm smarter than yeah. everyone else. It's like I worked my ass off to get there and I got there and I was just happy to be there because it was a school I really wanted to go to. I now when I look back, I'm I am glad that I moved and like it's, this is like a weird reason to be glad, but it's mainly because of the rowing. Yeah, um, I was rowing at Great Marlow, but like Borlays had a like really good team the whole time that I was there, so I got to do GB Juniors and stuff, and like that's definitely take like that's definitely impacted my life so much. So then, so now when I just look back at school and the move, I think, oh well, I got to do that. So. And do you see rowing as like a defining part of your experience at school? Yeah, definitely, like definitely, definitely. Um, like I quit rowing after my first year at uni because, well, I don't know, I'd done it since I was 14 and I was just like, it's such an all or nothing situation. It is. Um, and I just had enough of it and I was like, oh, I want to do better my degree and I'd changed because I'd been struggling with doing law and rowing and I was stressed and I was like you're here to do this degree you're not here to row and um I wasn't I was good at rowing at school like I got to compete um for the GB junior team but I wasn't going to go anywhere else of it like I wasn't going to get into the senior team I knew that so I was like no it's time to stop and like I just wanted to go out and be chilled and do other things but yeah, it was 100% defining when I was at school because at school, I wasn't, <laughs> well, at primary school, I wasn't good at sport. And then um, any other sport I tried, I wasn't good at. But then rowing just ended up happening. I come quite tall, so like, it happened to be something I was good at. And I think when you're good at sports and stuff, like you get confidence. So I think it definitely impacted my whole outlook on life and whatever. <laughs> and my sport experience. Because like, now I look back and like, I can't believe I'm so invested in it because it just doesn't seem very like me anymore. But at the time, it was 100% something I loved. So.
Yeah, it's just one of those sports, you're right, in the fact that like it is like an all or nothing, unfortunately. Just the nature of it and the fitness of it. Um, I don't know if you know that yeah. I did a bit at uni as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah I and I did a first year and then after... I, I just... Good rowing team, though. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. It's not bad. Um, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it, but you're right. It is like an all or nothing thing. And like my experience in first year at uni was dominated by it. And, um, yeah, like you can't go out and... No, not at all. Yeah. But you make friends for life and it's all good. Because <laughs> you're like, why are you doing that? Why are we doing it? <laughs> exactly, questioning everyone's life choices. And apart from rowing, how would you say like you would describe yourself at school? Were you quite academically driven or was you mainly, you know, enjoyed learning and was just making the most of just being at school and obviously spent a lot of time rowing as well is was that something that was important yeah i think i, I can't remember but I, I must have become more academically driven like throughout because i do remember being like stressed my levels um and being really tired because of rowing and like i remember revising like falling asleep all the time and honestly like a lot of people say this but i don't remember doing anywhere near the amount of profession for degree my degree that i was like so I must have been working hard. I got like got off where I needed for law, and but I remember like there being people who were like on set for two A stars, you know, and then they, you know what I mean, and like doing four things as well. Yeah. And I always thought, oh, I'm not one of them, but I was happy with how I was. Yeah. So I think I worked hard, but I don't think I was like one of the. I don't mean this in a mean way, but like the overachievers. Yeah. <laughs> like I like really like props to them, but like we're like got like two ways up the the oxbridge people yeah and i i remember like i, I, well, I don't know if anyone would have talked about this, this on your podcast already but i do, i always remember when the school had this like the like oxbridge meeting uh, and there were people who were like oh i didn't get asked um because it was like they made a group of people who they thought should apply yeah. and that was like, a big thing and i just remember thinking i didn't want to go to those school those unis anyway because i remember visiting oxford and thinking it was just a larger ball age. yeah it is <laughs> and lawns and i was like no this is i want to leave school to go somewhere different this is this is exactly the same yeah exactly and i remember thinking i'm not going there but i did work hard no and i feel like like taking that approach in life because like at uni i like i got to see one which is great but I remember thinking like, oh, I don't really care if I don't get first because I've been doing other stuff on on the side. So like, I've always wanted some more balance, like the academics with the practical life stuff, yeah, like social stuff. But I mean, like your side hobbies, yeah. Um, and that's. And I remember thinking, I don't care if I've not managed to get first because the other stuff I've done personally, I need to do that stuff like mental health and. It's good for like careers anyway, because like you said, like career stuff isn't all about academics anyway. And I think I've always kind of had that in mind since school, because at school I was balancing sport and academics. Yeah, that's such a fair point to make. People don't give themselves enough credit for doing all the stuff alongside the academic yeah. stuff it's alongside like completing your degree whether that's just volunteering or like mm. having a part-time job or just like yeah. doing hobbies yeah. like yeah. people actually yeah. just don't give that enough credit and like hats off to the people that have academics and still have hobbies but like or they just solely you know intensely like focus on their degree and that's all yeah. they do like I know people at university were like that and 
you know hats off to them they got the first they wanted and they worked really hard and that doesn't take away from their first but also I'm really glad for me I was the same like I was never aiming for that first because I was like I'm juggling so much around like I was doing so many other things and maybe I wasn't doing them like I wasn't the best at everything I did a bit of water polo and I wasn't in the first but like I was still doing it twice a week and it still like took up my time I was like you know what like if I really wanted to get first I'd have to quit that and I don't want to so yeah yeah no I don't know it's interesting because maybe like some people would look at our school or like look at grammar schools and look at kids that do sport and do well in grades and be like this is an example of how they're pushed to to do do lots of stuff like be really good um, but I, I don't know I do think it's important to be well-rounded but like you can only you can only manage that if you're sported well yeah and I guess that's the whole plus side of like where we went to school and like most of the people in our school's like situation <laughs> exactly no it's so true you've spoken a bit about your experience rowing and how you continued rowing into your first year of university and it shaped a lot of your experience at school how would you describe your transition to university obviously you're quite excited by the time you got to leave Borlays to experience a new environment and just you know move to a city can you speak yeah. about your just your experience going to university um i think at first i start i went to new and i went to uni with two friends from school who i rode with megan and kelsey oh, yeah. um and we all started rowing so like i think in the first year i did make loads of friends like in my like accommodation that were new and different people but I do remember thinking oh I'm still with my home friends um which is like not wasn't a bad thing but it was also like you do go to meet new people and stuff and then I was with rowers and then and then obviously after first year I quit rowing and I think that was probably when I started meeting more new people and doing like that's when I started doing radio and doing like quite a lot of stuff to do with music um, and meeting those different people and that was when like living in the city was good but actually funnily enough I talk I'm talking about I said about like I wanted to leave Marlow and like experience somewhere more diverse Newcastle is really really white like it's not diverse at all like most people say that but for me it was diverse because I hadn't been like it's still a city it's still 10 times more diverse than Marlow could ever be yeah um, I remember when my brother my brother came to visit me and he went to Brunel, which is a London uni. Yeah. And we went out and he was like, oh, it's like, so it's so white. But like Brunel's on the opposite. Like it's like um, majority Asian students and like there's a real mix. And so it was funny because I was there like, oh, they're great. And then other people were like, what are you talking about? It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in, in some ways, although it wasn't maybe the type of diversity you you were seeking it was diversity in like a maybe a social economic way that people were just yeah. from different areas of the country yeah. not everyone had parents yeah. that worked in london or and there was definitely a thing in newcastle with like our oh, southerners southerners yeah um, i remember i remember i was i was like i used to say to people oh what do you think of my accent um do you, and sometimes people say oh I, I think you're from london and i'm like oh yeah yeah <laughs> i wasn't from london but like my dad's from London and he doesn't sound like he's from London, but like that's because we've lived here for years. Yeah. Um, and you just you do change like depending on where you are. 
Um, like when I came back, my brother was like, "Oh, you sound a bit northern and stuff like that." And I think I do say the old words like now because I have a lot of like mates from up north. Yeah, um, you say all day like funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you always like have yeah. a few phrases, and then I feel like I yeah, always adopt like, them, <laughs> and then I'm like in my accent, they just don't sound as good. So I'm like, no, oh my gosh, yeah, exactly. shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um. Yeah, exactly what you said, like, different, just different classes, like, it wasn't, I wasn't just stuck with, that sounds bad, I wasn't just with, like, um, middle class people from a really affluent town. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, that's what I wanted, and yeah, definitely, definitely got that at uni. I actually just saw something, with The Guardian just posted, like, an, an article about, like, there not being enough non-white teachers at unis. And I remember with, and I remember something I thought since school was that I've never had a black teacher. I've never had a non-white teacher. Like I didn't have one at school, obviously because of the school that I went to. Yeah. And maybe there was. I don't think there was. No, <laughs> but I, I didn't think there was either. One. But my whole point was going to be on my English course. We did an amazing range of texts from like all different types of authors. And in my last year, I lived with these girls who all did English, and they just absolutely loved like. Um, there was a module like fictional migrate fictional migration which was about migrant stories so like the Caribbean and what and those Caribbean cultures module and whatever and they just loved that stuff as well um, so like it was being able to actually meet people that had those interests that I've always had and I probably at school thought that people weren't wouldn't be interested in that stuff um, yeah. even though they might have been like quietly um, it wasn't talked about but it wasn't absolutely and I feel like despite there being a lack of diversity within teachers there can be diversity in the curriculum and I think that's what that's what you're talking about there like at university obviously you there are so many courses I can imagine English has you know courses coming up there is but it's so it then it does provide the opportunity for people to then despite even if they're taught by a white person that they can learn yeah, about yeah, something that's yeah, yeah beyond their cultural realm I guess in some way yeah, definitely. And, and it yeah, exposes so, people I guess in a different way if they're learning about it and just, despite the person speaking about it may not necessarily have experienced it you're 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 learning about other people's experiences and I think that can and that I guess I mean it's really topical at the moment if you're talking about Black Lives Matter and yeah. the movement towards school. I know you played a role in the open letter that was sent to our school. Yeah, that happens like um, an army. I've always I've been in touch with an army since school, and like obviously like she's a DJ and like I want to do music journalism and stuff. So like we have a very like common interest. Yeah. Um, and she'd been thinking about a lot, and then she'd been thinking about what we can do. And like one of the things people were like, "Oh, what can we do?" Is like, "Oh, let's try and tackle education because that's where it starts." So she messaged me and was like, "I know you do a lot bit of writing, and you're good at writing. So why don't you, why don't we write the letter?" <laughs> so yeah, she um she asked me, and then we wrote a letter, and we asked Sam Sam yeah. because he he's studying education. Yeah. So I was I knew like he'd be interested in doing something like that because he's quite like politically minded and yeah and for sure when I saw so, your three names on it I was like that is literally the trio of all trios there like oh, I was like but in a good way because I was like you've literally got because yeah, I knew about Sam with the education background I was like you've got the best yeah they were like how did how did that come about but you could have got so many more people involved that would have been interested or like, no and that's not to say yeah yeah, but then we just like we can't get we can't get too many people to get stupid. So yeah, we did write the letter and we got we got a good response ish. Um, 
they were like they had a Zoom call. They had their arm or something. And she was, she like, she definitely like really cares about it. And then they've got some good things going. So they've got a diversity team of ballets now, which wasn't there. I mean, there that. needs to be one. And that sounded really good. But we wanted to post to them. We wanted to ask them how much diversity training the teachers had. Perhaps when I was at school, I personally don't think I would have gone to a teacher with an issue um, because I just didn't think it would be understood because like a lot of racism is like the covert stuff and a lot of people don't understand that stuff because it's complicated so like you need to know this is like so important going forward with school that schools know understand that and then the main the other main thing was actually like changing up the curriculum and then that's where like we're a bit stuck because there's been like a general nationwide push for it and they've just said like no we think there's already room in the curriculum for this stuff to be taught but and um, the room for it to be taught is still optional and schools yeah. don't take it and the reason schools don't really take it is because there's not enough resources around it and that's what's just been the government response to the petition that happened to teach britain's colonial history and that's the same response that we got from the school um so they're not lying when they say that no but- but, but it's easy to hide behind, isn't it? I think though. But um, they did say like we want to continue speaking to you guys. Um, people have said to me, and the group that wrote the letter have said, let's try and and um, like push for more and like speak to them again. Um, I was really happy to get involved and felt like it's necessary. But once you're involved, it's a bit like oh, like you feel, I don't know. It's just a bit... almost opening a can of worms, but. Yeah. in some way that sounds yeah. like a terrible way to describe it but it's a case of like these are conversations that i don't necessarily people have avoided but like people haven't spoken about and it's like it's been yeah. a direct issue but no one's ad- addressed it um mm. and i think that that comes with the pain of then you know ripping off the bandage and addressing yeah. it especially for the first time um or just being involved in that. So, like, I mean, hats off to you guys. I think you did a great job. And it's definitely right. opening up the conversation to it is so important at the moment. Yeah. It's um, just, like, it's also personally, like, I think the last few months have been really interesting because I've had conversations that I never thought I would be having. But, I, I like, you do get fatigued and you do just think, I just want to live in, like a normal life. <laughs> Do you think the change in environment maybe played a role in just the change in... You said a bit how you started out studying law and then you moved yeah. on to change degree. Um, do you think it was... And you said maybe it was, you know, struggling a bit academically, trying to struggle that with um, yeah. rowing. But do you think it was maybe just a change in environment and having just a wider outlook on your your life and your future that maybe gave you the confidence to just, you know actually law isn't what I want to do and although that was kind of what I was destined to do from school it's not what I actually yeah. really want to do and actually I can I, um, do something more I always liked music at school but like this is gonna sound really weird but like when I started going out at uni that got me more into like liking all sorts of different music um and like I'm talking about like live music but also like dance music yeah and like that's um that became a big interest for me and then that's when I was more like oh I kind of want to do like music journalism because this is like a proper interest of mine and that definitely steered me away from wanting to do law um and then like getting into radio um like I was doing a show I had a disco show <laughs> at my uni radio with my friend and it was just like probably awful 
and I couldn't listen to it ever now, but it was just fun. Um, um, but that, yeah, just doing stuff like that, and I was like, oh, there's so much, like, culture to explore, like, in the world, and I knew that's what, like, I just get really, like, excited about, and, like, if it's culture and music, then that's, that's, that's definitely what I get excited about. So that's when I was like, no, I want to do media because you can just apply to media to so many interests. Like if you're interested in politics, you can you can make documentaries and like you can you know like you can just you can just use your interest in a creative way. So that yeah, I feel like you don't and yeah, and you don't realize that so much at school. No, it's so true because I feel like it's it's one of those things that you're experiences start to shape who what you're interested in and like who you end up becoming because you're like oh I'm experiencing all these new things that necessarily you didn't do while rowing at school and then you're suddenly a bit like oh I'm experiencing this or I like this or I don't like this and then you start naturally just moving towards what you like and that kind of just sends up you just learn what you like and I was actually talking like well people were talking on I don't know if I'm Twitter but people were talking on Twitter about um, media being seen as like a DOS degree and I do remember thinking like at school um, oh my god I, can, I couldn't pick media as a degree like because like everyone at Borlase would be like trying to do law or well, not everyone was trying to do law but like they were doing like good do you know what I mean like and I do think if at school people were more like you should do these type of degrees and maybe I would have done but it uh-huh. is, yeah, it's interesting because, like, I feel like in some way by doing, like, English and politics, you've done, like, kind of a form of media and, like, yeah. you can put the same skills towards media but you just haven't learned the theory of media as a concept, yeah, I guess. exactly. Like, it's so, it's such relevant stuff but the practical side is what I've been trying to, like, catch up on this year and, like, yeah. having experience. I did, like, a documentary making module at uni and that is honestly the best module that I took at uni. Um, in terms of like what it added to my like CV after when I left. Yeah. Um, I've got to make a film, but like, yeah, if I hadn't done that, I don't know, I don't think I'd be like as employable. <laughs> Yeah, or even just, like, realise that was what you were interested in. You would have been like, yeah. oh, I'll do a few, like, you know, I'll figure this yeah. out. And it probably would have taken you way longer to be like, no, I really like creativeness. And yeah. you're so right yeah. in thinking that Borlase has, like, a mentality that, like, it kind of puts down certain degrees for no reason sometimes. Yeah, I don't think anything creative was really um, been, like, particularly pushing, like, that kind of stuff. I think yeah. you would have been the only one doing media if you turned around. Like, I totally yeah. get why you didn't, exactly. you know, exactly. think about it. There wouldn't have been, there wouldn't have been and I feel like that always happens. Even now, I'm like, why didn't I study this? Like, I would have been great for that. And just no one told me when I was 18 that I could have done that. Or you kind of spoken about your creative interest there and how you've been kind of speaking openly about your experiences since university and getting involved with radio and stuff. Um, how did you find out about the cre- uh, creatives? Um, co- is it a competition it was with yeah, BBC? It's a competition. Um, so I was doing a documentary module at uni, um, and then the lady who taught it, like she was the most like inspirational teacher that I had. She was a filmmaker, like Bathman music filmmaker, um, and she told us all about this um, thing called New Creatives, and um, it was basically the BBC were giving money to regional filmmaking hubs. It, the uni assignment for that module was to make a self-portrait documentary, and she was like when she said self-portraits, that has to be something like deep. So then I was making this docu- 
wasn't a documentary. Well, it was a documentary, a poetic one, Big Uni. So then I applied for the New Creators Commission with the same idea um, and got accepted and was very surprised. Um, and yeah, they really liked the poem. They were like, oh, this is so personal. And that's what we're looking for. Because the brief was just like, make a film about how you're affected in the world today or something like that. Um, and that I thought, oh, okay, well, this self-portrait thing kind of applies. So yeah, that's how it happened. And then I was suddenly making a film. And they didn't tell you that it was going to be like broadcast on the BBC. They just said it might be. Do you think that like was kind of the start of it, all, all, all of it? Like, yeah, I just mean, open the doors. I was already doing... I was already doing radio stuff. Um, I didn't know I wanted to do anything film-related. I hadn't thought about film at all. But now it makes so much sense because film is just like words with images. Um, it's just it's really creative and like that's the way my mind works. And so I'm like, oh, why did I not? And it, and you can involve politics in it and culture. And I'm just thinking, oh, why did I not? Why didn't I go to uni and study film? Like that would have been great. Um, but yeah. Um, but it definitely has started something for me because when I had that film, so I'd finished uni and it came out in September and then I started applying for kind of like creative jobs. So like, I don't think I'd have my journalism internship now if um, I didn't have that film. So like, I honestly, it was uh, like, it was such a whim of an application. Um, but, but it's worked in your favour, absolutely. And I guess in a lot of ways, it's kind of just confirmed a lot of your interest for you and kind of helped you navigate especially like coming out of university it's almost perfect timing that it was released in September you know I think everyone gets to September they're like a bit like lost in don't know what to do just after graduation because like, I feel like I should be going back to uni or like I'm now you know unemployed and I think like it being published straight after is just like a perfect I don't know yeah, way to just navigate your way forward motivation because I was like oh that's a really great experience I really want to make another film yeah definitely gave me motivation and confidence that I could do, I could do something good yeah um doing that module was amazing but that kind of like leads me on because I think you're going to ask me about like advice um at uni like picking that module I was I remember thinking oh my I remember thinking oh that would be really cool documentary making. and you want to work in media you should definitely do it then reading what it involved and it said self-portrait documentary and I remember thinking no like that's going to be awful like making a video about yourself like how cringe like and what I was gonna say is um you should definitely just do things that you aren't like not random things but like if you're not sure whether you should do something new you should definitely do it because like you've said before like you don't know what you're good at without trying those different things yeah exactly and it, like the, the film thing like I, I had not thought like oh I want to be a filmmaker and I hadn't and even if you don't want to be a filmmaker it's open door to me in other places yeah so like you doing the podcast and like just like it's so important to do stuff that's out of your comfort zone and that sounds like really cliche almost because yeah. it's like obvious it's, isn't it it's like clearly you're gonna have to do stuff that outside your comfort zone but i think and it also sounds annoying because people be like why would i do something out of my comfort zone but when you're young at school you don't you don't do stuff out of your comfort zone you definitely don't so going on to advice you've already said a little bit um already but let's start with um looking back and reflecting on your experience at school 
what would you say was the one positive thing you've kind of learned uh well i definitely learned at uni like i said to do things you're not comfortable doing or like not even that you're not like things you're not comfortable doing but things you know you want to do like just do it like if you think you really want to start your own fashion business like just do it that's my what i've learned at uni and you just see other people doing it and that makes you do it and i guess yeah you kind of just answered what, what advice would you look, go back and give yourself now if your younger self um in year eight say you just moved to ballets and you've started yeah. growing like if she knew um like you know what you've done by making this video and writing articles and you know really like talking about your experiences what do you think um advice you'd give to that girl yeah it's gonna sound the same as what i said but being being more confident in yourself it's like i just keep talking about self-belief now but like yeah it's really important i would tell myself to be more back myself a bit more yeah um i guess if i wish um someone had said something to me like it would have been that i think yeah yeah Oh, that's a lovely message to end on. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being involved. And, like, thank you for sharing um, your story, especially about your experience at school and um, with your poem as well. I think there's definitely a, a unique experience to um, your interests in media and um, putting yourself yeah, out there. I don't think a lot of people, even at our age have done that they're still like discovering how to do that so i think it's really important yeah. and thank you for sharing that yeah i guess i guess that's another method um lesson or advice like starting to do with yourself is a good is a good place and like i feel that could probably be applied to other things like um like even if you start a blog or something like uh, people will probably worry because about being self-centered if they make projects about themselves but like personal stories good <laughs> yeah of course and I think even once you've done it you take it for credit for having the confidence to do that you don't realize that that's still something people don't have confidence to do and you're kind of like oh really like you yeah. kind of don't second guess it once you've done it once you kind of like you you know you put yourself out yeah. there and you take that confidence for for, um, for granted yeah, the top, the top maybe a bit yeah exactly well thank you for speaking to me today and I wish you all the best in your um, internship is there anything um, obviously I'll share the link to your poem that you uh, the new creatives poem and also I can also share the link to your most recent poem is there anything else that you'd like to plug or anything like that Um, I have a radio show I guess I can plug that of course yeah every Sunday no not every Sunday every third Sunday of the month um, a station called Ballamy. If you just ballamy.com, Gmail rain, you can find it. But I can, I can send you a link. Yeah, no worries. I'll share that as well. Um, so yeah, it won't be the last time you'll hear George's voice. You can also listen to that. So yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and um, hopefully speak to you soon. Yeah. Bye. that's a wrap thank you so much for listening i hope you found this episode as interesting as i did i found it really um, exciting and refreshing to hear george's experience 
talking about moving from school to university and being excited about the diversity she experienced at university and how uh, changing her degree has influenced her path into what she does now with um, journalism and her interest in media. It's really nice and and really great to hear from someone who is doing something that and that kind of puts herself on a whim and um, experiences that aren't you know a straight narrow path like every other grad grad scheme and grad job and graduates do and it's really about just building your own confidence to do those things and put yourself out there like me kind of doing this podcast and it was really great just to talk to her about my experience doing this and sharing our experiences putting ourselves out there a little bit and just having the confidence to do so and still just figuring everything out as we go along um so really thank you for georgia for sharing that with me and with everyone else i will put the links up to everything that georgia's doing alongside her job and love you guys to engage with it and listen to it and really just uh, gain a following with Georgia because I think she's got a lot to say and um, definitely lots of interesting things to share with you guys thanks again for listening I hope you have enjoyed it and please subscribe and follow the podcast if you could also leave a review um and rate my podcast then hopefully more people can find out about it as well thank you for listening bye bye